Welcome to Unsolicited Views, where we talk about topics that you may or may not give a damn about. Thank you for listening to Unsolicited Views podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and share. If you would like us to talk about any specific topic, please DM us on IG or email us at info at unsolicitedviews.com. Also, if you're a listener and maybe you are an inspiring podcaster, book and record with us at www.unsolicitedviews.com or simply go to IG in our bio, our link tree, get book your time and you can book a podcast with us. Lastly, thank you for listening to Unsolicited Views. Don't forget to like, subscribe. Thank you. What's good? We back. Another episode of Unsolicited Views. Yo. Hey, guys. Yeah. And doctor. Doctor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. And doctor. All right. So yeah. we had a, a, a huge setup. We, we, we were setting a lot up, man. It took a... This is the longest setup. This yeah. remind me of the old days. Yeah, back in the yeah. day. Back yeah. in the day when it's... Back in Melvin's uh, basement. Yeah. Two hours to start a podcast. <laughs> yeah, about to say, when we say six o'clock and then we like start the 8.30. Yeah. 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 So... It was a lot of technical difficulties, but we here though. We got someone here virtually, which was the first time we've ever done this. This is dope. Yeah. Um, we have Dr. Amber Thornton. Um, before we introduce her, I didn't know if y'all wanted to do answers interview. Should we let Dr. Thornton talk first? I feel like she's res- er, yeah, yeah, deserves yeah. to talk yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she got it. She got it, a little yeah. clout on us. Yeah, well. we she can. Got it. We can come back to it if we La- have to. Ladies first. Yeah, a little academic clout. Um, <laughs> it's all good. But Dr. Thornton, we're, we're glad to have you. We really are. Hey. Um, so I research you profusely and i was just like she would be dope again on the podcast i was surprised she uh hit us back i'm we always surprised when people hit us back we like yeah, yeah. anybody with doc in front of that name yeah. i feel like they're too important for me we got two doctors on though so we, yeah, we, should, we small time we we'll get up there yeah but i think we got two doctors that's our second doctor yeah this is second doctor so we, we keep adding two people. very different doctors very different by. doctor our first doctor uh, dr thornton she was a sexologist yeah Oh, that's so, different, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was very different. Yeah, she um, bought in condoms, and he bought in, yeah. uh... I missed the What's that thing called? Yeah. The uh, Fleshlight? She bought in the oh, Fleshlight? The fleshlight, yeah. yeah, Dr. Jasmine yeah, Amos. Wow. Yeah, look up. She was dope, though. It was very... It was a different sex conversation. Yeah. It wasn't the mm-hmm. traditional, like, just taboo, you know, pop culture-y sex yeah. conversation. It was very insightful, actually. But you're here. Um, we're glad to have you. Just tell the people a little bit about yourself and just kind of how you got here. And just got to where you are in your career and everything. Okay, cool. Well, I'm honored to be here, so thank you for having me on. Um, as you said, my name is Dr. Amber Thornton. I'm a psychologist. Uh, I've been a licensed psychologist for about five years now. Okay. Um, nice. But, I, of course, grad school and everything, it feels like I've been in the field a lot longer. Cool. Um, so I currently work at a school, but then also on the side, I have a small consultation practice where I do some um, personal development coaching. I'm also um, really into cultural diversity, and I do nice, some nice. Um, uh, trainings and workshops for companies and organizations who are wanting to improve their cultural competency. But my, my big thing right now is really personal development and helping people grow and learn and enrich themselves in a lot of different ways. Cool. Dope. All right. Dope. And there you have it, folks. Um, that's Dr. Dr. Thornton. Um, also, you have a little one that's new. I do. Yeah. Congratulations. He's, He's very new. He's eight months. Yes. Oh. Yes, yeah. you got a little one. His name is, How's the journey His so name far? is Cedric. How is the journey so far? It's good. I'm, you know, first-time mom. I think, of course, there's been some challenges, but I have a lot of really good support. My husband cool. is a, a super dad. So shout he's, out. Shout out to you him. You know, he's got the little one right <laughs> well, now. Well, shout out to so both of y'all. I'm sorry. You know, yeah. it's a good journey. It's been good. Dope, 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 dope. 
All yeah. right, so we're going to get to it. So we're going to start with unsolicited views. We'll start with Maul. I can't, can I talk about the legend of Maul, Melvin no, Day? No, we can't talk about that there, one. There's no such thing, yeah. We can't talk about it? All right, we ain't going to talk no such, about there's it. There's no such thing to All talk right. about. We're, we're, we're amongst academic success, so we're not going to talk about the shenanigans. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, go ahead. What you got, Maul? Euro. <laughs> oh, also, did we, y'all can talk. Did, I don't know. We didn't talk about this before. They went to Bowie. You know what Bowie is, Dr. Thornton? Mm. Bowie State. Bowie State? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The okay. boy state. The boy state. Yikes. University. All right, go ahead. Start <laughs> the, the, the oldest HBCU in Maryland. <laughs> Talk, get your shit off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, what you got? Oh, my unsolicited view? Yeah. Oh, man. You know, I mean, as a fat guy, you know, it's got to be around uh, what you go to Super Bowl uh, meal today. Um, no, Super Bowl I, wings. wings. Oh, yeah. Oh, wings. But what kind <laughs> of wings, though? Oh, that, that, that honey matters. barbecue. Honey barbecue. You so basic. Oh, he tried. Oh, I'm basic for the honey barbecue? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's basic, yeah. What's yours? You said mine. Like sriracha? Nah, I don't like I don't like sriracha on wings. Lemon pepper on my wings? Yeah, yeah, like the wet lemon pepper. Sometimes I make my own little wet lemon pepper. Oh yeah, you never had the wet lemon pepper. What's the dry lemon pepper? Just lemon pepper. Just not wet. How do you make? Okay, I don't get it. All right. Oh, is this like a sauce? You put a glaze on it? No. Yeah, we gotta move on. I'm gonna say we gotta, we gotta move on. We, we, we gotta we gotta, te- we gotta learn some things. That was yeah, a different yeah. fat boy bag you just went into. Yeah, but yeah, I, I like like a little uh, different blend of seasonings, a little adobo seasoning, some chef blend seasonings. Okay. You know, you're big in the seasonings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, okay. it's the flavor. The flavor makes the wing. It does make the wing. <laughs> so, All right. hmm, interesting. So staying right. on the same lines of food. <laughs> right? Really? Where we at today? I told you Subway, yo. Sub- I, I told you, told okay. John this before uh, before we got on on the call and all that. Are you stopping the subway on your way home? I stopped there. No, I stopped there for breakfast. I ain't. Okay. I, yeah, I got a salad. But <laughs> a yo, salad for breakfast. They uh, yo, their regular meat is so disrespectful. Oh yeah, no. It's like then they just do it so you can get the double meat. But I'm like, double meat should be my regular meat, and you charging me two extra dollars. So then my salad turned into ten dollars when it's supposed to be eight. So who's the worst? I'm just so who, pissed. So who's the worst? Subway workers or the old lady in the Chipotle line? Wow, that's, old, that's the, close. The old lady in Chipotle line always give you that little like she got her hand shaking, so she's shaking it. Yeah, yeah, they, oh. they kind of petty because I feel like they level off the spoon when it comes to the chicken. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you going put in eight scoops of rice though. But who told who those who told us the trick with the um Chipotle? Was yeah, that, that was, was it you? That's a Melvin hat. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's the, <laughs> say it again. Yo. So you tell them when you when you like I want chicken. If you know you want double chicken, don't say double chicken up first. You say oh. let me get chicken. Oh, you know what? I want double chicken. As soon as they put it in there, then they gotta give you a whole nother spoonful. Just, <laughs> <all right>. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dorn, you can use that whenever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just credit us back. Just credit us back. <laughs> What about you, Doctor Thor? What you got for us, Super Bowl? What you, what you eating today? Honestly, I have no idea because so I have a group of friends and we all have kids, and for whatever reason, all the kids were born around this time, so Jeez. it's basically birthday party time. So we have a birthday party we're going to, so, and so, so aside from that, I have no idea. A lot so, of juice boxes and applesauce is going around. Yeah, right. <laughs> Probably applesauce, pizza, so, and birthday cake. With the birth, but with the birthday, uh, that's a whole different vibe. Because now you like sizing different parents. Is like, what kind of? Yeah. You ain't bring my kid a, a reasonable gift. Yeah, right. Like, what is a reasonable? Don't gift give now? me a ten dollar Target gift card. Uh, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I think for a kid, the reasonable gift card amount has to be like between twenty and twenty five dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if it's not yeah. Oshkosh, like you can't. Don't children's place me to death. Like, give me something. I don't. Of I, some I, I, actually, you can children place me to death. Oh, for real? At, at the while. 
gift card comes in handy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like I got one for Jahar when she went, like for a baby shower gift years ago. I just used it for her, um for her uh uniforms for pre K. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it came in clutch. Oh, they came in real clutch. Okay. Caught a sale and everything. Got the little khakis on pop. Man, oh, listen, wow. we good. <laughs> <laughs> As you see, I get quieter and get quieter. Oh, no. Nah. Yeah. yeah, I just recall my <laughs> I recall my days going to all the uh, birthday parties. It was always in the basement of a church. Oh, like yeah, most of my yeah, birthday parties in the basement of a church. Um, the same cake, same, same string cake, beans, yeah. same hot dog. Oh, I'm like, why do they always give kids hot dogs and french fries? Like, we, it's the cheapest? What you mean? Cheap, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, I think about both. But now it's like, now it's like chicken nuggets. Yeah, or, yeah chicken tenders. That Anything you too. can buy in bulk. And, and, and so now kids, they're getting real fancy. They like the Chick fil A platter. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, they, in the macaroni. Oh, yeah. That's you be taking her? You got <laughs> money. Yeah, you got money, yo. <laughs> Chick fil A? I'm Chick- broke. Yo, I was getting the marriage <laughs> chicken nuggets and the grease in the kitchen. Yeah. That's what I, my, that was my bag. And my dad burned down two kitchens, well, three kitchens. Yeah. But we ain't going to talk about my dad in his kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a wild boy. But uh, yeah, the birthday game. Do they still play? What's the um joint when you got to jump in the chair last? Um, musical, musical chairs. Musical chairs. That's still popping? <laughs> You forgot the name of musical chairs, yo. I ain't playing in a little while. <laughs> Literally. It's two words, yo. I, I, haven't, I haven't played in a little while. How, but is it still popping, though? Yeah, yeah, it, it works, yeah. Oh, okay. I actually would have liked that game, to be honest with you. You all used to lease? No, nah, because. You just got out first. Nah, I'm, I'm always the biggest guy. I was always the <laughs> You're supposed to use that to your advantage, yo. I, I, I use that to my advantage. But I, hate, I, I, I don't like a certain my dominance like that. Oh, I do. Uh, you're, not in that game like that. If you're, not, if you're not first, you're last, yo. <laughs> We don't we don't raise no yeah. losers around Had here. Had them little kids flying across yeah, the room. We yeah. don't raise no losers around here. One is only. You I don't, get competitive, yo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, real God, competitive, yeah. yo. Exactly. Have you gone to move in a chair? Huh? Out of from, from underneath? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, definitely. All right. <laughs> All right. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's been a lot of victims. You ain't cheating, you ain't trying, yo. Exactly. That's, that is that's true. definitely a motto. Yeah, right. birthday parties used to be the shit, man. Yeah. They used to be the shit. But anyway, we here. Let's talk about some serious subject matter. Um we have Hold up, but John skipped this again. You see me? <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. Other than that, we here. Um, we're going to talk um, personal development today, right? Mm-hmm. Hey. Okay, what? just making sure. So, <laughs> getting started. So, my first thing, I got a little bit of heat for uh, Dr. Thornton. Oh, heat? How you <laughs> oh, 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 break, though. <laughs> yeah, I got a little bit, like. Oh, no. <laughs> her face like, what? And I guess with this personal development, it's, it's a wave. I don't know if people know, but, like, your personal development is, like, a and trendy thing mm-hmm. like even the mm-hmm. books that people were reading and all of that um and i know i'm a habitual uh start and stopper of reading books mm-hmm. I got, like like one that I, ha- I haven't got through yet is like ego is the enemy um 48 laws of power i read that one and a half times in my lifetime so far um the alchemist um they some of the basic low level um, Don't look at me when you start looking at books. <laughs> I'm about to say, yeah. <laughs> you see me? I'm just looking He was waiting on some piggyback. Also, the like, Bible. The Bible is a great personal development book. If you want to look at it, is that is personal development. Yeah, I used the app. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the Jamaican Bible. Yeah, the Jamaican Bible. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Dr. Yeah. Thornton. So. I forgot about the Jamaican Bible. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> what episode was that? My man, we got to find that. That was hilarious, yeah. <laughs> so I guess the first thing I want to talk about is, all right, so personal development. Everybody wants to develop themselves. Are we chasing something in a sense? Are we saying that we're broken where we're not? Like we're on a huge quest to always fix ourselves. Is that is that right or wrong? Or what do you think? I don't think so. I mean, because I don't think you have to be 
broken to want to improve. I think there's a difference between like being broken and fixing something versus something being good, but then, you know, you move on to another phase of life or another place in life and you just got to like level up almost. You know, like for instance, the person you were 5 years ago is probably not going to be who you are now. But yeah, it's not going to be who you are now True. or you you're not going to have the same you're, you're going to more is going to be needed of you. You know, life mm -hmm. is going to require more of you as you journey on. And so that's the, the part is like continuous improvement, not necessarily trying to fix ourselves. So you see it as continuous, like life is a journey type thing, right? Right. OK, OK. But mm -hmm. well, I'm, I'm, I okay. want to go back to you. Why do you think that is a fad? That's like what, what makes I, you think I, I get why he says the fad because like I want to hear because if you oh, see, uh, like, even on Instagram like look on Instagram a lot of people like that they, they're promoting like self help um mm -hmm. um like tips and tricks and like mm -hmm. things to make make yourself better but it's not usually like one person like you see a lot of people yeah doing, and it also stems from like I guess it stems from like more so like a physical aspect and then at, since right. everybody got on the physical workout wave or like more like healthy trends. Now they're going to like, okay, what can you do outside of, how can you make yourself better outside of just being healthy? Yeah. I, yeah. When y'all talking about it, it sounds like y'all kind of talking about it negatively and y'all can, oh, y'all can. Oh no, it's, I think it's, I, I think it's a good thing, whether it's a fad yeah, or not. Yeah, whether I, it's I, fad I, I, or, I definitely agree it's a good thing. I, more people were talking about it. I mean, Just like mental health, I feel the same, yeah. the same boat. Same I think more. You're the doctor. I was just going to say, I think it's a good thing too. I, I agree. I think it is a fad. It's like, well, not a fad, but it's definitely more trendy, just like yeah. mental health. But mm -hmm. I think the thing is, the more that we see people talking about it and speaking to it, the more likely that it's going to touch somebody. Or like, if it's only one person talking about it, you know, that one person might be a good fit for like a group of people. people but if yep. there's a hundred people, then a True. whole bunch of other people, Reach you know, will get people. into yep. this idea of right. wanting to improve or wanting to develop. And that's a good thing. Yeah, as yeah. long as we okay. sound like we're trying to normalize it. Which oh, no, I think it is normalized. Very, yeah. It, it, it's I definitely think yeah. it's normalized, but yeah. I think it also some people ties some people, into my idea of like you consistently. Some people are doing it like as a chase. Yeah, and like they're never satisfied. They mm. never are content. They never will give themselves the gratification. They'll never say I'm enough. So it's like when you say um, people look at it as a on the negative side of looking at it as a fad, I think of it as people using it as a hustle or as a yeah, get rich king. That <laughs> is true. So it's like like even like with like um like a um. What's that? Um, get money now type thing, or like, hey, mm -hmm. pay me, and I give you these tips. But what if those tips that you're applying don't work? So now mm -hmm. these people are paying for a product or a service that doesn't work for them. So, ooh, this is a hot take. I thought about this, uh, Doctor Thornton. I want to get your input. So, a lot of the black community, especially, um, we have used uh, religion and God as kind of our personal development. And yeah. in my mind, I'm saying, you know, personal development. standard. Yes, yeah, that is like the standard. <laughs> to me, I'm like, God is one thing, but I think God wants you to go out there and do the work. It's not just, oh, put all my, cast all my cares on him, and he's going to do all the work for me. Because mm -hmm. um, even if you dig deep in the scripture, uh, he says, work, faith without works is dead. So he said, I'm going to lead you to the water, but you still got to, you know, do your thing. What do you think mm -hmm. on that? 
Yeah, so I I would say for people who are people of faith, um, you know, definitely using scripture and religion and faith is a good thing. But I always think of it as like, you know, for instance, if I have clients and they're like, you know, well, I've, I've mostly been relying on God and it's not been working. You know, a, a thing I usually say is like, well, God put people like me or, you know, other people Dope. in this field to, mm. to be of help and to be of service to you. And so it's like you said, God wants us to, to do the work, but then also use the people that are put in place to help us get to that place. Um, so I feel like people can use both. And I, I always encourage people to use both. I know for me, the thing that I do, there are, um, you know, we didn't go to school for nothing. I went to school for a long time <laughs> to yes. be able to do these <laughs> things. And so there are, there are certain things and techniques and strategies that I have learned along the way um, that not everybody can can do or can teach. And so that's why I think it's helpful to use both. You know, maybe there's something that you're going to get from your church or your pastor that you're not going to get from me. But, you know, vice versa, there might be things that I can provide or someone like me that can provide that you might not necessarily get from church, but using those together could be a really good fit for some people. Very cool. true. What you about to say? I said, before I said that, do you have someone? No, I think she she hit on what I was about to say. She yeah, was going. I knew she was going to sum it all up. It. We're going to have it. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of that this episode. <laughs> She's a doctor Stop. for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Look, she, I guarantee she said it a hundred times yeah. better than I would have said it. That was eloquent. Right? That was beautiful. Um, yeah, I don't even want to talk. Um, yeah. So our doc, looking outside ourselves for answers. So. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge proponent that a lot of all the answers are within you. The reason why, I fa- another reason I found that out by going through talk therapy. The funniest thing is they give you nothing. All they do is keep asking <laughs> you questions and you digging deeper, and you digging deeper. You like, oh, maybe all the answers are within me. You are the answer. Yeah, but it was just like, at, at the first session you get so annoyed. You like, all right, look, I asked you, stop asking yeah. me. <laughs> but then after a while you like, oh wow. They want you to tap in. You really just not yeah. thinking it all through. You got all the answers. Yeah. So so so, well, let me clarify something. Okay. With the first session, because I don't, I want to make sure that people who are listening, you know, don't leave having a bad feeling about talk therapy. I know it's good. Um, you know, with the very first session, our job is to ask you a whole bunch of questions, and it's because you know that very first session, you know, like if I'm doing therapy with someone, my my goal that session is to really get an idea of who you are and what your concerns are, and to get a whole bunch of information. As I always tell people, in this very first session, all we're really doing is I'm going to be asking you a lot of questions. It's going to feel like an interview, oh. and honestly, for the first few sessions, I'm asking a lot of questions because that's I how it. I get to know the person. Um, so. So, you know, yeah, I've heard people say that before. Like, it, it just seems like, you know, the therapist or the psychologist is just asking a bunch of questions. That's how it's supposed to be for the first few sessions. Oh, somebody should have told me. So you, you didn't make it past the first two sessions? Oh, no, no, I went after. No, no. I'm saying, after you get, <laughs> like, you mean? home, yeah? Oh, no, I can't. <laughs> no, you, I'm not going to lie. You know, I think it's, like she said, talk therapy is actually one of the better, better things in life I've experienced. I think it's a great thing. Everybody should do it. Everybody should do it. But I think self-reflection, like I, we talking about personal development here, it's, that's, that's, a, that's a bear. Because self-reflection make you go into some holes that you ain't never... Yeah, you don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at yourself So different. I'm just getting to the point where I want to take therapy. So I've always had a stigma, and this is the first time I'm like really saying this to anybody, but I've always had a stigma exclusive. of it. Like, yeah, very exclusive into <laughs> Mel's life. Hot Mel <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I used to like, and this is ignorant of me, but I used to I'm like, I'm fine. Nothing's wrong with me. Period. Uh, uh, yeah. But the, as I get older, it's like stuff starts to bother me that I don't think should bother me. So it's like, true. I, I think at you. this point, it's like I need to just go talk. I don't even know what I want to talk about. Just talk. Just <laughs> I just, talk. I think I just need to talk. Yeah, I feel you, man. So, yeah. And also, and you don't. I'm so, no, I'm not you, you don't. Off. You don't have to know what you want to talk about per se to go. You could just go and just let them know, like you said, that there's stuff that's bothering me that I don't think should bother me, and just go from there. Yeah. You know. I just that's not how I was thinking of it before. It's just like I don't. I don't know what I'm going for. What am I going for? It's like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's. I think that's just us wanting to know the answers. Like I have, I struggle with that too. It's just like I always want to know. I don't like being not. I don't like being in any situation or doing anything that's not knowing. Exactly. But personal exactly. development is a hundred percent about not <laughs> knowing shit <Yeah>. and really <laughs> figuring it out. Yeah. So it's just kind of weird though. Once you get over, the, you know, you're going up the mountain. I think once you get there, you're like, oh shit! Like this is a great feeling. Is euphoric. It is. Is is uh, beautiful. Um, Even this podcast helps a little bit sometimes. This is therapy. Yes. Yeah, I don't think I like we realize. <laughs> I don't know. Talking. You, you want us to be the therapist? No, I, no, no. I, I don't know. If I me, guarantee you, I'm not, and, and, uh, I'm not Obama, looking for y'all niggas to nah, do this shit. I'm, I'm a comedic therapist. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, say, I would, that was I was really pointing out like Ma, like I would not want his his feedback. Go home and do something. I don't know. What you want me to? What you want me to say? No, I'm, I'm not that bad. Lemon know. pepper wings. I got some whiskey in the trunk, yo. Yeah, I got some whiskey, yo. Take a take a shot and talk talk about your problems, yo. What's up? Oh man. See. All right, yo. Hold on. You want to bump into that? So you know that's that's an actual huge coping yeah. mechanism. A lot of people Alcohol. use, especially men. You know, we bottle up things like sealed tight in a vacuum bag. Like buried twenty feet under yeah. the ground, you never find that shit. Twenty feet, I'm throwing that in the ocean. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you put it in the ground, somebody can find it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's a good, good, it's a good question about a thorn. Though. Sure. Like, do, do you find? I guess you 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 ther uh you take you give therapy to men and women. Do you see yeah. a distinct difference between the men? And then we can go take it a step further from black men versus black women mm-hmm. specifically. Can you see like us as black men just holding like? hard to get it out of us at first like when you're first oh yeah most definitely because honestly um i don't see black men as often as i do black women so i think that's the one indicator is that um for black women there's more of a willingness to come in and to talk about these things um but it just takes black men a little bit longer Mm -hmm. to get there and to actually come in and of course, I think there's a lot to that. Like, I think it's a little bit more, it's less stigmatized for women to go to therapy or to talk about therapy or to be emotional um, than it is for men. But we don't typically see men come in as often, mm. especially yes. black men. Okay, 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 okay. That, um, that gets, that's leading to another question. Do you think, do you think that men should talk to women therapists or or ill men therapists. I know it's kind of random, but I'm it, No, that's a, like, that's actually a great question. That's not random at all. That so um that comes up a lot, you know, in my past um I worked at another um for another organization and that came up a lot because what happened was um there were many providers, but there was one male provider and then I was also one of the female providers and a lot of times we had young black boys come in um, who their parents assumed that the boys automatically would want to see the black male provider. And so there was a little bit of a tension because what would happen is sometimes the black boys would do really well with the black male provider, 
but then sometimes they just wouldn't and then we would switch and then the black boys would do really really well with me or really really well with another female provider That's and so i think you know I, from what I learned is that is like it, it really just depends. You know, there are some boys or men who feel more comfortable talking to other men, but then also a lot of times what I've found is that black men or boys, they might be more familiar opening up and talking to, yep, to women. About, to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. about those things. And so, you know, it really depends, but I, I just think we should be kind of open um, to both. I, I, w- I think I would want a, a woman specifically yeah, black do, woman do you think that's like a um like an extension like toxic masculinity because you think like you talk about your problems mm. to another man they might look down on you or shame you for it i think yes it has, i think it might tie in also you got to think your first nurture in your life was a black woman yeah ours I, anyway yeah <laughs> yeah our, our life our, you want to be inclusive <laughs> you know our life that's what the reality was yeah i guess i was thinking like some men would want to talk to men more because it's feel like I can, I can relate to you yeah Mm-hmm. As, a, as a as a black man that looks about my age and you're very educated you okay. might you might may or may not have went through the same stuff but just looking at you I, that feeling i can mm-hmm. you know, like i feel comfortable it's like yeah. hey you're one of the bros like I yeah, that i get a feeling yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean oh, no. yeah I, and that's I, true. I think the the I, I agree. I think for many black men, it's like you said, is that, you know, you see me, I see you. We have a very similar walk of life. So you're going to get it. But then there are some black men for, for black men who have trouble like just being open or letting it all out. Um, it can feel intimidating to do that with another man sometimes. And like, like I, one of you were saying, like that, that toxic masculinity, that idea that it's not okay to be vulnerable or it's not okay to um, be emotional. It, it can be kind of hard to do that with another man if you're walking in with that, that mindset. And so sometimes for some men, talking to a woman first could be helpful. Um, but it really depends. Everybody's different. It's hard to talk after her. She's yeah, great. I'm going to say she She's got it. Phenomenal. <laughs> um, so, Doc, um, let's talk about childhood trauma for a second. Um, I know in personal Ooh, development. Sheesh. That's. Get right into it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep it. It's hard to say, keep it shallow. Yeah. All right. Let's go. But let's talk about childhood trauma in the sense that I think we all have a de- degree of childhood trauma we need to unpack in our life. Some people will never and some people can um, and I, one beautiful thing I think is, I think as, you know, we become more affluent as a, a race of people, especially black people, black men, especially, that's our podcast. Um, if those outlets are there, whereas we now can dig back into that, we're not going to just use the traditional coping mechanisms of weed, drugs, um, bad music. Like, it's going to be, whereas though we're going to have those tough conversations. So, in going into childhood trauma, <clears throat> um, what would you say, how, like, how do you, go into that and do you tell people to how people prepare because sometimes unpacking some of those wounds can be you know excruciating so Mm -hmm. like i'm just trying to figure out like that what is your take on childhood trauma i guess is my question and like going into that what would you suggest for people to do that's a good question thank you so (laughs) (laughs) uh, my take on childhood trauma is that it definitely exists and it definitely is real Um, I think there's levels to trauma like there are certain traumas that are so traumatic that it 
interferes with someone's functioning, their ability to build relationships, to be functional in their job. It leads to a lot of self-medication. And then there are other things that happen in life where it's like, you know, it's really disappointing or it's really frustrating or um, just emotionally distressing, but it it's not really to the level of um, being traumatic per se. And so what I find is that there are like usually two types of people when it comes to child when it comes to childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. There are some people who come into the office and they're they already know. Like they already know that they've been through something in their childhood and they know that that's the thing that they need to address. And so for those people, um their 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 awareness is there. They know that those things have happened. So we don't really have to do a lot of preparation. It's more like, okay, we know that this is here. We're gonna work our way up to talking about it. Okay. And sometimes it can take a few sessions. But then there are some people who come into therapy and they come in with the intention of talking about other things like work stress or family stuff. And then over time we realize that, oh wait, you know, there you know that thing that you said was actually very traumatic for you and then they they have that awareness or realization like in therapy and so for those people it takes a little bit more time too because a lot of people don't realize that things have happened to them or not necessarily they don't realize it they know certain things have happened but they don't realize how bad it was or how much of an impact it had and so you know therapy can be kind of tough for those people because they realize that and they didn't really expect to realize that when they first came to therapy. Damn. So there you have it again. Scary stuff, man. It is scary because yeah. I think you. The scary. What's scary about it is what learning yourself. Yeah, I'm learning. Yeah. Learning yourself mm-hmm. is go to mm-hmm. the darkest part to yourself. Yeah, you got to. I mean, right. I think. It's, go. I'm sorry, Doc. Oh, I'm sorry. So I was gonna say, you know, I know it just really scary when I said all that so to make it sound Thank less you. scary <laughs> <laughs> put a little light on it um uh oh did we lose her for a second I think we lost said, all that stuff was already it was already there oh, oh we, we lost you for a second Wait, we lost I, you so we I, missed it. we missed some of that I'll go back and edit it out but go ahead Okay, um, so well, to make it less scary, you know, the thing about it is that all that stuff is already there, regardless of whether you talk about it or not. Mm. And so, going to therapy and talking about it and addressing it, yeah, it's gonna feel real um, vulnerable and challenging. It, it, it does feel scary, but you know, imagine yourself five years later having talked about it. Yep. You know, it's probably you know less stress in your life your relationships are going to be better. You're not going to be self-medicating as much. You know, if you have children, they're going to be so much better because you did it, you know, as opposed to saying, oh, I don't want to go to therapy because I don't want to deal with that. That's scary. Imagine who you're going to be five, 10 years from now. You know, that stuff is just going to continue to go deeper and deeper. And it, it, you know, the thing is, is that it comes out in certain ways you can choose to let it come out in therapy or <laughs> it'll come out in other ways like it'll come out in your relationships Ooh, you know where yeah. you know you're not doing well in your relationships or it'll come out in your job where you're not functioning well or it'll come out in your sleep where you're not sleeping so it's like you get to choose um do you want it to be a little bit scary when you first walk into therapy or do you want it to be like for real scary when you're in a situation in life where you you feel you feel like you can't get yourself out because you yeah. you've let the stuff fester <laughs> inside for so long. Yeah. You're, you're you're talking so right, but the problem is I ain't gonna lie, my stubborn nature sometimes <laughs> kicks in. Like you you're right, you're right. The resistance. Like I want like I, what you say is that is what I want for my life. But goddamn, mm-hmm. if you get so because <laughs> when it's time to actually do it, you get stubborn in the terms of like dad. 
And then it's going to slide into the next topic. Watch what I do here. Um, um, <laughs> it just gets, you become stubborn because you're not building the habits. So, good to you, you like that? I see what you did there. I see what you did there. You like that? I see what you did there. So, it would have been better if you just did it. No, no, no. Don't give us a heads up. Podcast guy. What I was But just as much repetition and, I guess, repeat repetition that goes into making new habits, I think that was all the stuff that got you into the bad or old habits. You surprise mm-hmm. how much repetition that there is there. Like, for example, if you're doing something toxic or negative, you consistently do it. So, for example, something happened, your self-talk is horrible. Your affirmations are non-existent. So it consistently keeps going back and back. And they call it, like, the loop from hell. Like, you, it's a loop in your head that's just kind of keep going on and on. But can you talk about, uh, first, why are habits even important? Because I got this from your page, and I thought it was great how you broke this down. Yeah, it's a great mm-hmm. breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, habits are super important. Um, So for the month of January, I wanted to talk about habits because I know, you know, it's 2020, the new year. Everybody's trying to get into a position so that they can have a good year. And so, yeah, exactly. Mm. (laughs) And so, you know, habits is really the first place to start because, um, you know, they always say, what's between you and your goals is really like consistency and habits and, you know, your daily habits at that. And so the thing is, it's like, um, it's the little things. We don't realize that it's the little things that contribute to bigger things. So Mm -hmm. like, for instance, if you have a goal of wanting to start a business, um, but you aren't working on the business, you're not going to start the business, you know, or if you, you have that goal of starting a business, but you're watching TV for five hours every day. You know that you've you've developed a habit of watching a lot of TV, but that's interfering with your goal of starting your business. And so we really do have to look at our habits and figure out, okay, well, where do we need to shift things um, to develop better habits so that we can have a better life and or you know meet those goals that we're trying to to meet. Hmm. So habits. So what would you say? To, all right. So you're building a habit. So I'm in here like a, a month strong. Say the habit is something as small as going to the gym every day. But God mm-hmm. dang, birthday hit, somebody's birthday, and then all of a sudden, start drinking, start eating. It's like, ah, I fell off. You know, where is it? I think a lot of time the hard part with habits is telling yourself it's okay to give yourself some space. And that's where you mm-hmm. start talking about, like, temptation bundling and things like that. Can you break that down a little bit for us? Right, right. So the thing with habits is, like, like you said, especially if you're trying to start a new habit, you really do have to be you got to go easy on yourself because if you're being super critical or being really negative about it, you're not going to develop the habit. It, you know, mm-hmm. it requires a lot of encouragement um, and, you know, just positive, positive vibes to, to build something new or to do something new. Um, and so, you know, I tell people when if you fall off, you know, you don't go to the gym, you ate some cake, whatever. It's OK. You don't just just get back on next time. Just do it again tomorrow. Don't and that's me. the thing. It, it builds consistency. <laughs> You know, you you can't stop just because you make a mistake or something goes wrong. Mm -hmm. You got to keep it going. And so I know you mentioned temptation bundling. That is um, a strategy that people use to help them build new habits. And so, um, you know, I think I gave an example of like, let's say you want to build a new habit, but it requires a lot of self-discipline. Let's say, you know, your habit is you want to go to the gym more 
in the new year or whatever. Um, and so you know it's going to be a challenge to get to the gym, but mm-hmm. there's already something that you enjoy doing, like listening to this podcast. And so if you really enjoy listening to this podcast and you're having trouble going to the gym, then you have to bundle those two things together and be like, okay, I'm only going to listen to my favorite podcast at the gym. I okay. like that. See, what so, you, that was that was hot. I like yeah, that. So I, I do have a quick question about um, as mm-hmm. far as like new habits and building new habits. So what do mm-hmm. you think about I guess um, uh, the myth or the I guess the standard of twenty one days being the uh, mm. the guideline or the baseline to being able to form or build a new habit. Yeah. So the twenty one day thing. It's funny because actually a, a few years ago I developed a self care course called Twenty One Days of Self Care, and so the thing about twenty one days is like it's not. There's no scientific thing that says oh twenty one days is the number. It, it, that's not the the case. Okay. It's really more so just. Um, you know, an idea, a concept of like, you know, let's throw out a number to keep people focused and consistent for a a certain amount of time. And so, you know, I like 21 days because it's three weeks. I think it gives people the opportunity to aim for a long-term goal without it being too long, but also it's not too short so that you can't meet the goal. That's why I like the 21. But if you decide to do 30, that's fine too. Yeah, like like the whole thirty plan. That, that's, yeah, that's oh, I can't see you all anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You see us now? Yeah. Yeah, I can. can you see? Um, because like some people do like the whole thirty. I can't get with that. Mm-hmm. That's a lot, man. Yeah, that's a that's a lot. That's a long time, dude. But we build so many habits, like subconsciously. <laughs> it's not that long, yeah. It's long. What thirty days? Thirty days is long. Thirty days is a long time. It depends on. It the can habit. be long. It can be long, especially if you're doing something new. Thanks, Doc. It can be long. <laughs> Come on, man. The doctor said it's gonna be. It is long. She, she said she like twenty-one <laughs> days too, yeah. Right. Come on, yeah. Lee, see, <laughs> doctor. <laughs> this is what happens when people, you know, try to step, be the doctor. There's so, many, there's so many doctors. I never said I was a doctor. Oh, wait. <laughs> I never said that. I just said 30 days wasn't that long. So let me ask you a question. <laughs> so, <laughs> if y'all think of that as doc- doctoral advice, <laughs> y'all listen the doctor to said we can do 21. All right. Um, but I was about to say, but in, in your life, there's so many people. I don't know if this is a real word, but they try to therapize you. So it's like Say it again Therapize Spell it T-H No no Therapize Therapize So it's so many people That try to therapize you In terms of I got into the point where You know I'm working on Making sure that If it doesn't resonate You know Just let it roll Um, But that's a hard thing to do Because I think sometimes Other people's opinions Especially on the personal Development journey It makes Mm -hmm. it not personal because you are including other people's thoughts, energy, and all that kind of stuff. Can you just talk about kind of not letting the world be your therapist or not letting the world dictate your moves? Because you're judging, you're holding yourself to a barometer that maybe not real, not that's not real at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's that's a, that's a good point. Um, so my first thought was, like, that's why you're only supposed to have one therapist. <laughs> you only need one. Only supposed to have one because it, it can be overwhelming. Like you said, everybody has an opinion about something. There are a lot of therapists and psychologists out here. Um, but the beauty in that is you get to decide who's going to be the one that works for you. Or you get to decide, you know, who's going to be the one that resonates with 
with you or that has something to say that seems like it's a good fit for your life. And so like in the real world, in real life, you're only supposed, you should only meet with one therapist or one psychologist at a time. But, you know, there also is this wave of there's a lot of us on social media who have a lot to say. And so, you know, you might be following a lot of people. Um, but the thing is, everything is not for everybody and or everything that, like I say, is not going to be a good fit for everybody. So you just have to decipher, okay, does this fit for me or not? You know, and realize that I can't do and say, or I can't change everything. I can't, you know, do all the things that everybody's suggesting, you know, find what's a good fit for you. I like it. Have you ever um, ran into that guy, like any pushback from someone that says, like, hey, the advice you've given me is like conflicts with some advice that someone else has ever, like someone else has given? <laughs> hmm. Have I? Probably. <laughs> Not my problem. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good, I but mean, this one says honestly, you do this. Yeah, that probably has happened to me. I can't think of a time where it has explicitly happened. Honestly, mm. what happens in therapy is that, you know, if there's something that isn't resonating, a lot of times people just don't return. And I hate when that happens Dang. because it's like we don't Gosh. get to talk through it. Like, if that just happens, that's real. That's real. Like, you know, you could be the best psychologist or the best therapist, and you're still going to have a few people that come and don't come back. That's just the reality. Um, and so I, I, I think that's unfortunate, though, because mm. we don't really get to talk through and discuss it. Um but that could be symptomatic. Oh god, that could be symptomatic oh, no. of their life. That's what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Say that again. I didn't hear you. Oh, I said that could be symptomatic of like their life and like what they do oh, in yeah. a regular. Most definitely, yeah. It could be like that person running, you know, like you said, in their life. You know, they run up against disagreements or conflict, and they don't want to handle it. Um, but yeah, that does. I, I think I do remember there was a time where I had a client and this person um, didn't agree with something that I had said or that we were talking about. And she was cool because she was very vocal about it. And then we just talked about it, you know, because also the thing is, like, even with your therapist or your psychologist, the person that you've chosen and you pay to help you on your journey, you still might not always agree. And that's OK. That's part of it. Mm. OK. Oh, you want to say something? Oh, I was say like for the ones that don't come back, like I, like I just I just I just thought of this one, like people that come, don't come back, like how's that, like how how do you feel about that, like outside of mm-hmm. like does you, do you feel like it like doesn't um, reflect like the best part of your work or? Mm-hmm. I think that you know, of course, I'm human, and so sometimes it, it might be a reflection of like, yeah, I didn't do the best job, mm-hmm. but I also think that some of the time it is a reflection of like you know for some people they start therapy and then they realize it's not the right time or they um are not ready you know there's um there's theories about um, readiness for therapy you know we when we're in school to become psychologists or therapists we learn to determine when and, and how to know when someone is ready for that type of work and sometimes people just aren't ready and so a lot of times when people don't return it's because there's something about it or there's something um that they're they're just not ready for and you mm. know a lot of times when it happens i'm just like okay cool that, that's fine i hope that in the future they are soon at a place where they they are ready and yeah. you know whether they return to me or they go to someone else it doesn't matter as long as they get to the point where they're ready to do the work true wow (laughs) um all right i feel like i'm there i just saw 
How, who, who do you talk to? Like, <laughs> like, like, on a daily basis, it sounds like you hear, you, you'll hear some deep, maybe some tragic, some yeah. Some how do you unpack that? Shit? Yeah, how? Where do you mm-hmm. go to 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 release? Wait, like, what, yeah. what do you do? Like, that is a hard. So that, I can I can't imagine just having all that can feel like a burden sometimes. Yeah. I, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is also a good question. Um, I do have a therapist. I, I've had several therapists like through the course of my life just because I like therapy. That's probably why I'm a psychologist. Um, so I have someone who I talk to. But then also there's a part, too, where, like, you know, if you want to become a therapist or a psychologist, that's why you have to go to school for so long because there's also a part of what you learn is how to not take that home with you, okay, you know, or, imagine. you know, you yeah. also have to learn how to take care of yourself. Um, I, I actually practice what I preach and I take very good care of myself in terms of, like I said, a lot of good boundaries. And when it comes to me and my work, you know, I, um, make sure that my physical health and my emotional health is on point so that I actually can do this work and, and be okay. And to be able to come home and be present with my family. So it's, you know, it's definitely that like, yeah, I have a therapist for my own personal life, but then also I think more importantly taking really good care of myself so that i can do this work is is wow. like key that's interesting I, and you told me the fact that you guys they teach it in school about how to that's part mm-hmm. of that's part of the yeah. curriculum i can imagine they have to yeah and also i, mean, I just yeah, never thought of it like that no nah. i'm like god golly it's almost yeah. like sometimes whereas though because they always say they say the same thing about a lot of different professions also even with like pastors like mm-hmm. how they're consistently counseling people i'm like yo how many times somebody can get shot and you good? Like yeah. at some point, I'm like, bruh, this is a lot. Like you can yeah. go to God, but you still need some uh, human help. Yeah, something. Mm-hmm. So I got something else for you, Doc. Uh, what do you say about letting go uh, of the attachment to outcomes? So we are such an instant gratification type of uh, environment and type of society. So mm-hmm. we just so attached to the outcome, whether it be good or bad. Are we learning from the outcome? So like, what do you think? Oh, that's that's a curveball. Good old John. These questions are really good. So, um, attachment to outcomes—that honestly is the one thing that can um, make someone an ideal candidate for therapy. Mm. <laughs> because um, I like that. I like that. I like candidate. <laughs> My name is Doctor Thornton. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, I know I'm a candidate, bro. I got yeah, a lot of stuff mean, going on my mind. Because if we're so attached to the outcomes, that could lead to depression and anxiety because, Mm -hmm. you know, as we know, the outcomes might not always be what we're thinking it'll be. And so that can lead you to feel depressed. But then also, if you're so focused on the outcomes, you're so far in the future, that builds a lot of anxiety and worry. Um, So, you know, what I encourage people to do is think about the process. You know, I think the opposite of the outcome is like the process itself. So, for instance, if someone is um, working really hard to pass this really big, well, no, that's not a good example. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, let's say you want to, 
the outcome of going to grad school. That's a good example, actually. You know, five years of being in school is a long time. And if you're so focused on that outcome of, you know, at the end of my five years, I'm going to be a psychopath. What could happen is that you could become really disappointed and frustrated, you know, by the time you're there because you maybe haven't been paying attention to the process or learning everything you've needed to learn. Or, you know, sometimes what we have, what happens is like we build up this anticipation of the outcome. And then when it's there, it's just, is not as fulfilling or it's not as satisfying. It's just kind of blah. And so I really encourage people to focus on the process instead of the outcome because there's so much to learn in the process. There's so much that's happening in the process. We have to focus on the process and think of that as the journey as opposed to just the outcome. You do, you do well with curveballs. That was great. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, Y'all have anything else? Because I, I, I have, I can keep going. Y'all know I can. Right. So we sound like you got like a whole uh, goodie bag of questions over there, John. Yeah, man. Because, <laughs> because yeah. these are honestly these are a lot of questions I ask myself, um, mm-hmm. and these are some of the questions I've explored on my own, like uh, and go down my own rabbit hole to find them. Because one thing I've learned, especially through relationship, um, me and my wife been together a very long time, and it's you you try to make your spouse your therapist and you mm. it can put a huge strain on the other person mm-hmm. if you're trying to always unpack on them you have to like figure out different outlets they're to not unpack. necessarily trained to do that then they're, they're not trained and it's also they, they might have had a capacity to deal that's with not that what they wanted to do. yeah that's not what they signed up for <laughs> they didn't yeah. sign up to be a therapist and unfortunately as black men you know and our stubborn natures and all that stuff we deal with a lot of time black women are to bear some of our heaviest burdens and they have, you know, it's historic. That so it's is just- a, yep, that's a good topic. Um, because I think, you know, so one part of what I like to do is I, I like talking about relationships, but then also like to um, advocate for both black men and black women. And I think you're right. There is this phenomenon of like um, black men feeling most safe or more comfortable talking to their female spouse about their emotions or their feelings. And that's not a problem. You know, that's what relationships are for. But like you're saying, that person is not trained to be a therapist. But also, I believe that when it comes to relationships, we should really be responsible for our own personal and emotional work. And that's not to say that the other person can't be a part of that, but it's that that responsibility is really on us. Um, And if it's not, then it does overburden that other person. And that can put a lot of strain on the relationship, Mm. Um, you know, because I know, for instance, black men often rely on black women for that. But sometimes black women are not able to rely on black men in the same way just because, um, you know, society doesn't allow for that. A lot of times it's not necessarily anything wrong with the black man, but it's just it's just that's just the way it's set up. But it it can be really burdensome. And so if we want healthy relationships, we really got to do that work for ourselves and then share it with our partners. But, you know, make sure that you have somebody that can help Mm -hmm. you do that work so that you can be healthy in your relationship. Yeah, you have it. Um, We only got 10 minutes. Um. So, so talking about so in on in the realm of relationships, like I said, so codependence is so many different aspects of relationships. Some people, you know, believe wholeheartedly in codependence, and then some people say, you know, you have to be whole first. And so, like, is it? I know there's no real true answer to that question. 
So like, where do you love this question? I'm yeah. about to say, yeah, that, that's his go-to. Yeah, like he that. asks to a lot of guests. <laughs> not just nah, like out. only reason. It, I, <laughs> I, I think he might find his real answer. I no. think he's really trying to find the answer to this, and it keeps. Well, yeah, let's. I like. I, I do like the. I like this question. <laughs> I, I will say I like this question, and also I like the different answers I've got because I feel as though the best way to learn is through listening to people's opinion that's not yours. I like. Mm-hmm. I like to be around sometimes things that I don't believe i don't want to be in the echo chamber like i'm not with right wing politics but i'll go and watch some of these videos and this rhetoric and see like some of the way it comes off is just like oh this is a reality too because sometimes mm-hmm. you don't see it so that's why i kind of sometimes ask the question i was just like how like some people that rely on codependency and some people that don't like how how do they maneuver like what do you think on i guess see you can't believe my question man yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, I guess my question was like codependency or self-reliance. Like, where do you see the two? Like, are they two separate things? Do they both, do they not always uh, interact? I guess it was a hard question because I, I, I had a question I'm, at first. But, but, sorry. It's all I good. feel like, okay, you said codependency or self-reliance. Like, how are they related? Yeah, or just, just relate them to the rela- a relationship. Like, so where, where, do, where do you think their place is in a relationship? Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, I don't know if this is the answer you're looking for. It doesn't but what matter. It made me, what yeah. it made me think of is that there is a spectrum of how we relate to people. And when you say codependence, I think of, like, one end of the spectrum. And then self-reliance is, like, the other uh, end of the spectrum but then in the middle of that is like a whole other a whole bunch of other places we could be and so I I think that you know if you're 100% codependent of course that's not great that's not good at all um but then if you're also like always self-reliant that's not good either you know that's why we have people in our lives so that we can be um communicative and cooperate and collaborative and so ideally we we need to be somewhere in the middle we don't want to be completely codependent because then that means we don't really have a good sense of self you know everything we do is dependent upon another person and that's not good but we don't want to be self-reliant because we know that we can't always do things by ourselves we do need people we need people to support us to love us to bounce things off of so we we really need to be somewhere in the middle and sometimes it fluctuates along that spectrum depending on what phase of life you're in. Wow. That was that was great. I might not have to answer ask the question. Mm-hmm. It's say, a spectrum. You about to table that question from now on? I think so. I'm gonna just say it's a spectrum. <laughs> I like I love that answer. It's a spectrum. In the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, in the middle of the road Mel. Yeah. Um <laughs> I guess let we're gonna let you get out of here. You've been uh battling with us for the last hour and a half. Um so <laughs> I guess the last thing is um, we're going to let you get out of here, but the last thing is. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to let you leave before you leave. One more thing. Fa- like a pass two, two more show. things. Three more things. Um, nah, it never happens like that. Um, when you talk about connections, so social media and all these different things we do today connect mm-hmm. us. Um, but I say, and some would say, that we are not connected. Like we are the most unconnected, mm-hmm. connected people. And I think where this is where depression and loneliness comes. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, pre being so accessible to people, it was a lot more family gatherings. It was a lot more hanging with your cousins. It was a lot more going outside. And in those moments, you forget some of the bonds that were being created and also some of the stories that are shared now because 
you built something with these people. So loneliness mm-hmm. seems to be on the rise, um, but we're so connected. That's to me, that's such a conundrum. Like, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And it's 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 tricky because social media is so cool. I love social cool. media. Like, you know, <laughs> we we probably wouldn't be talking without right. social media. We found you today so so it <laughs> it really does connect you to people. But it's like the the quality of the connections is the mm. thing that really is. The, the trouble and so um you know it's sad because i think the generation well i'm assuming that you all are millennials because i'm a millennial yeah 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 the, okay the generation below us i forget what they're called but it is it's scary because i think we are seeing with that generation most definitely um, like shift. the loneliness and the depression um, yeah. or the difficulty building relationships is because, you know, they were born into this social media thing. Like for us, we weren't born into it, but it started to come along, you we know, when we it. were making We grew into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we grew with it, right? Yeah. We grew with it, but they grew in, they were born into it. So, um, you know, we see that loneliness, the difficulty connecting. We, we see that a lot with that generation. But then also some millennials, too. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. it's real. Um, it's so odd that you can be so connected and have so much access, but then still have so much loneliness. That is a, a trend right now, and it's unfortunate. We're going to need a lot more people like you. I, I, I know we are, because that's really going to be the only way, because you can't medicate everybody to death. Justice League of Therapists. Mm-hmm. Y'all will be hot. Justice League of Therapists. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be dope. Y'all should do a photo shoot and everything. I can see it. I can see the branding. So we're gonna let. I, I am letting you get out of here. This is my closing statement. I'm not plug, asking plug no more questions. But yeah, definitely plug your social media. How can people find you? How can they connect with you? What do you, just go ahead and tell us a little bit. Yeah. So um, I'm usually on Instagram and Twitter most frequently, and mm-hmm. both of those are at Dr. Amber Thornton. So D R A M B E R T H O-R-N-T-O-N. Um, I also have a website, www.dramberthornton.com. Um, on there, I do a lot of writing. Like I said, I recently wrote about habits. I've got like three articles on habits, but then also um, I do some individual personal development coaching and consultation for people who are wanting to improve their personal development. You can find um, information about that on my website as well. Oh wow! Nice. Well, we, we're so ha- we're so happy to have you. Thanks. Um, we really appreciate. We it. appreciate you uh, working <laughs> with us through the audio difficulties, but oh, no definitely drop some you. gems. Just know you were a pioneer. Yes. of this yes. podcast. <laughs> so if we ever make it big, we're gonna remember. Dr. We remember Thor. you. And when yes. you make Thank it big, because I see you making these moves. We see you out here in these streets. So don't forget about us. Yeah, don't forget about us. <laughs> oh, I won't. A little free therapy session or something like that. That's all we ask for. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Free consultation. Yeah, a little, <laughs> hey, it's getting rough. And I get a little consultation. You know what I mean? But thank you. Uh, thank you again. Uh, Unsolicited Views, we out. Thank you for listening to Unsolicited Views. 